This is uh, Becky Dunkerson, and I am the treasurer of ACB Diabetics in Action. And I would like to welcome all of you, um, whether you are in the room in Omaha, in the Zoom room, or listening on ACB Media. We'd like to make sure that you feel welcome and um, glad that you chose to join us today. Um, today, we are here to um, talk about knuckling down on the peer support uh, relations program. And Liz Alexa, who is a member of ACB Diabetics and a newly elected board member, um, is here to talk about the program and share with us um, information about that. Just a little bit of information. Liz is from Pennsylvania. Um, she has been a type 1 diabetic for 31 years and lost her vision about 10 years ago. Um, so I will let Liz take over and we will go from there. Thank you, Liz. Awesome. Thanks so much, Becky. First, I just want to thank you guys for inviting me to speak tonight on behalf of ACBDA and our peer mentor relations program. Um, as Becky said, um, I am a member of ACBDA, but I'm also the chairperson for this specific program. Um, and I'm very passionate about it. But before we get into the program for tonight, um, I just want to share a little bit of my personal background and my personal journey, because I think that might help explain a little more as to why I'm so excited and excited is an understatement, guys. Um, so excited and passionate about this peer mentor relations program that we have started with ACBDI. Um, first of all, as Becky said, um, this year I will be have been celebrating my diversity, uh, my 31 years of being a type one highly insulin resistant diabetic. Um, I was diagnosed at the age of six, and as many of us who are diabetic already know that being diabetic is a huge challenge in itself. Um, constant monitoring, constant diligence with not only what we're eating, but exercise and attitude and watching our, our insulin intake or output, depending on, you know, what type of diabetes we have and, you know, just trying to stay on top of it. But add in other things called life, for example, um, there's more that comes along with that, such as mental health concerns, um, depression and anxiety can accompany with diabetes, um, other comorbidities from the diabetes, for example, diabetic retinopathy, uh, which is how I lost my eyesight. Um, there's also other things like neuropathy, the common things that people think of that come along with complications of diabetes. Um, and starting at the very young age of 11, I started with severe depression and anxiety. Um, I never really felt like I fit in anywhere. I never really had peers my age who understood why, you know, Liz had to go off in the corner and poke her finger all the time and why Liz was always getting shots at every meal or snack time or why I didn't want to go to birthday parties because I knew that fighting to enjoy what the normal population, so to speak, got to enjoy food-wise would end up being a challenge for me. And it wasn't until I lost my sight 
um, almost 10 years ago, this September. Um, it wasn't until I lost my sight that I really found where I belong. And I realized that I was trying so hard to fit in in places that I didn't need to be. I always wanted to help people. I always wanted to be around people who needed extra support. And if you're hearing what I'm saying, you might start putting pieces together going, oh, she wanted to be supported by people who got it, who understood, who lived with it themselves, or maybe new people who lived with these conditions. Um, And that's exactly right. I didn't really know anybody else my age or even close to my age that could relate. So I, I seemed to um, gravitate more towards the older generations, um, the generation before mine and, and further past that. Um, And I fell in love with the idea of helping others, but helping comes in so many different ways. Helping can simply be a phone call to let someone know that they're not alone Helping can come in terms of support, um, whether it be in person or long distance, physical support, mental and emotional support. Um, Help comes in encouraging one another verbally, physically, you know, that's good slap on the back, gently, mind you, um, to let people know, you know, hey, friend, I'm here. I get it. And whatever you're going through, it's okay because I'll listen. Help comes in in terms of um, empowerment, letting people know that, you know what, if you can get through today, just think what else you can get through. If you had high blood sugars today and you're having a really, really rough day where you're tired and all you want to do is sleep or your emotions are a little out of whack or you're stressed, it's okay if you can get through today, get through this next five minutes, let's try another five minutes and really empower and gently challenge one another to get to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be as individuals living not only with blindness and visual impairments, but also with diabetes. And I apologize that my voice is a little hoarse. Um, I'm not sick, but from time to time, one of my side effects from my diabetes is my vocal cords have been affected um, from an enlarged thyroid. So it, it pushes on my vocal cords and I sound hoarse. So if anyone else can relate, you know, you're not alone. You know, know that you, you don't have to go through that alone. I get it. Um, I originally went to college right after high school when shortly thereafter, my first year in college, I delivered my incredible son, Logan, um, who is now 18 years old. And um, heading off to college in a few months. And from there, I went into teaching special education. I got my college degrees, um, associate degrees in elementary ed and special ed. And I started teaching. And then I went to group homes for adults with special needs and disabilities, both mental and physical. And loved every moment of it. And while I was at my job, I thought I had a worm in my eye. (laughs) It's crazy as that sounds, this little line moving back and forth, haunting me. And um, just in case mom and dad are listening, hi, mom and dad. Uh, I called my mom and I said on my way to one of my work events, and I said, uh, I think I have a worm in my eye. And mom laughed at me and called me a freak of nature and hung up. 
the phone and I just started laughing and, you know, just typical picking on each other. That's what we do in my family, joking around. And um, I called her back and I said, no, really, mom, something's wrong. And I got into the eye doctor that day and um, I had just been to the eye doctor three months prior and had no diabetic retinopathy in my eyes. And it, at that point, had been 21 years, um, a very uncontrolled diabetes. And when I went to this appointment, they said that my diabetic retinopathy was so severe, if I did not start treatment that day, I would be blind by the end of the month. And I started laser treatments that day and went through several thousand rounds of laser surgeries, um, four retinal reattachments and vitreoectomies trying to get things back up and running the way they're supposed to be. Um, and then I remember it was September 12th, 2012. My son had left at, for school in the morning and around 8.30 or so. He was eight years old. And that was the last time I saw his face because when he came home from school that day, I had lost my sight completely while he was gone. And I decided that I wasn't going to sit around and mope and feel sorry for myself because other people needed to know that they're not alone in their journey, that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay when you find your family in people that understand. Family is not blood per se. Family is whomever you want it to be. Um, and I found a new family in my blindness community, which brings me to where I'm at now. Um, I am the current president for the Lehigh Valley Council of the Blind here in Pennsylvania. And I've been active in ACBDA for two years now. And back in October of 2021, President Tobin had approached me and said, you know, Liz, with everything you're doing, you know, we think that this might be something that you would enjoy and be good at. And then we discussed things further. And I had just graduated from Cedar Crest College. I went back to school to get my bachelor's degree in psychology. And I decided I wanted to further my education outside of my bachelor's degree. So I got um, earned several certifications in life coaching and became a master life coach. So feeling the trend here, I want to help people. I want to support people. And President Tobin and I agreed that this would be something that would not only challenge me, but bring me great joy because it is something that I'm already very passionate about. So now that you have my backstory, that brings us into Peer Mentor Relations Program. What is this program that so many people have been hearing about? Well, it's rather simple. It's a group of people who are visually impaired or blind, who either are diabetic themselves, know someone who is diabetic, or, you know, these people might not even be blind themselves, or, you know, they just want to learn more, and they're part of this incredible organization. So what this group does is people who are experienced and have lived with diabetes for a long time are very knowledgeable in different areas. We have people who have a lot of experience with insulin pump technology, um, continuous glucose monitoring systems, 
possibly different oral medications, um, amputation as a result of complications from diabetes. These are just a few of the things people might have experience with, the mental health aspect. And these people volunteer and they reach out to me and say, hey, Liz, you know, I'm really interested in being a mentor. And a mentor is simply someone who acts as a guide to help support, encourage, and empower others. That's all a mentor is. Teach new things if need be. It can just be a conversation. Like I said, letting an accountability partner, letting someone know they're not alone. And these wonderful volunteers are then matched up with others who reach out to me and say, hey, Liz, I want to be a mentee. I want, I want more information about insulin pump technology. Or I would really love some support in keeping me accountable with my food choices. You know, I really struggle and must have my Oreos every day. I get it. You're not alone. Let's match you with somebody else who, who has those same or similar experiences. And then what happens is this matching process. I, I get all this information from people and with my psychology background and my life coaching background as a master life coach, I go through an intense process of genuinely and very diligently reading through all of this information that everyone provides me. And I pair them up. I will not sing the Fiddler on the Roof song, Matchmaker, Matchmaker, Make Me a Match. But my friends, that is what I do. I am a peer mentor relations matchmaker. And I pair our mentors with our mentees. Um, and fingers crossed, um, not fingers crossed, we are going to have a hard start date of September 1st with our program. So right now we were in the stages of getting ideas of what we wanted the program to be since October of 2021, uh, brainstorming, thinking about different ways we could make this really an incredible peer-to-peer -peer support model, which has been backed by scientific research to be a proven and effective model in getting people to be more comfortable, be more at ease, and live life with less complications from stress from diabetes and just overall. Um, and the reason we're waiting till September, some may have heard that we were going to be starting this program as of August 1st. Um, however, this year I've gone through a significant amount of personal hardships um, from losing my husband in February to eight weeks later, losing my first guide dog. And um, I just got a phone call a week and a half ago that I was accepted into guide dog class at the Seeing Eye, um, and I will be going for my new guide dog in a week and a half from today. So we had to kind of put things on pause for those few weeks so that I can create a really solid bond with my new uh, four-legged guiding angel. So that is pretty much what our program is about. Um, once it starts, I will be sending emails out to everyone who wants to participate letting everybody know confidentially who their matches are. The only people who are aware that individuals are in the program is the assigned mentor with their assigned mentee, um, President Tobin and myself. And we're doing this for confidentiality reasons, um, similar to that of going to a counselor, but not doing counseling 
we need to keep confidentiality in mind here because not everybody wants, you know, everything that they're going through publicized or, you know, let out there. Some people post on Facebook or social media, you know, every little detail of their life, but not everybody wants to have that out there. Um, and then what we're going to do is have uh, regular check-ins between myself and the mentors and mentees. Um, they can communicate however they desire, Zoom, phone, text, email, in person, if they happen to be that close. Um, and I will touch base every two weeks to a month with all individuals to see what's working, what's not working. How can we improve this program? Um, what do you love? What do you not love? Um, and then gathering that statistical information and sharing it with our board. Um, so we know how to make this truly the best program that it can be of peers supporting peers through a mentor mentee relationship. Um, and it, it's really a valuable, valuable program because so many of us, I guarantee at least once in the last year, every one of us have thought, oh, if somebody just really understood how I felt or I wish somebody else knew this feeling, you know, I'm not alone. I feel so alone, you know, but you're not, you're not alone. And that's what this program is about. So I encourage everybody, even if you just want to learn more, you don't have to be struggling with something. Just if you want to learn more to how to be supportive to others with these conditions, reach out. We'll match you. We'll pair you. I may sing to you and serenade you from time to time, but not only will this be a wonderful and positive experience, but it's a growth experience for each and every one of us because how many times do you? Have somebody hold the door for you. How good does that feel? Or to hold the door for somebody else. Hold the door, hold the phone, speak a kind word, you know, support one another and empower one another to succeed no matter how difficult a day may be with diabetes and blindness. Hi, Liz. Um, Hi, Roberta. Um, thank you for sharing. Um, I learned some things about you I didn't know. So great, great, great news about getting a dog. Always Thank fun you. and stressful at the same time. Um, I'm curious if there are any suggested guidelines regarding um, things such as how many times people get together or touch base. I know in the presentation that the ACB MAPS group did, they had some things laid out about how many times they were, you know, expecting people to touch base and some trainings and other kinds of things like that? That's an excellent question. Um, yes, I, I am recommending. And when I do send out the emails with the matches, there will be very detailed information um, in the match emails that explain the process even further. And that's one of the things I touch upon. Um, I am recommending... Um, a minimum of one to two times a week. Um, it's really important, especially in the beginning, get a phone call out there, or have conversation with your, your mentee or your mentor, get to know each other. Because unless we really get to know one another as friends, as peers, um, we're not really going to be able to be the full support that we can be. 
And it might not even be diabetes related. It might be a stress related thing or a a family situation that somebody doesn't understand, you know, why you're eating a certain way. It's important to be able to discuss that type of thing regularly. Um, And we are keeping track of, and in the, the email I will be sending out, it does state this very clearly that if at any point in time in any of the, the correspondence or interactions, one of the partners, so to speak, one of the peers, whether it be a mentor or a mentee, feels that they are in any danger or um, at any risk for whatever reason, um, they are to report that to me immediately. It does not matter what time, day or night. Um, and I will reach out to the respective um, sources for assistance uh, because this is not therapy. This is not a licensed counseling group. This is not um, even necessarily a support group. It's a peer-to-peer model where we um, unofficially support people Um, but if people do want extra guidance or training, I'd be happy to speak with anyone personally, uh, with my own background in mental health, in psychology, and as a master life coach. Um, so that will provide guidance to all of those who interact with the program and how frequently they correspond. Does that answer your question? So Liz? Yes, it does. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Sorry for the background so this, noise. I'm not walking. So this is Tom in the uh, actual Hilton Hotel room, in-person room. If anyone in the room here, we're not really sure who's here, but if anyone has a need to ask Liz a question, please uh, tap on the top of your table to get our attention, and we'd be happy to bring the mic to you so you can ask Liz her question. So I don't know if anybody in the room has any questions for Liz at this point, but... Um, um, I will be doing, with a little help from my friend, we'll be running the mic. Just so everyone knows, I love answering questions. I, I am an open book. Um, we can all learn from one another, from our experiences and our life journeys. So please don't be afraid to ask any questions. That's what that we're here for. Well, I would just add, Liz, that, uh, this is Tom again, that, um, in my former lifetime as an employee of the Cleveland Sight Center, we launched a program called Share the Vision, which is really where uh, this idea came from. Um, and I will just say from a personal standpoint, it was an amazingly powerful program to be both a mentor and a mentee back in the day after I lost my vision to diabetes. Um, and Liz, to your point, it was one of the most gratifying things to be a mentor for somebody who was coming up the ranks like I did as a very green newly visually impaired diabetic that had no clue what was, what was possible, what tools are out there to help manage the disease. Um, and frankly, you know, bottom line, just being able to pick up the phone and talk to somebody who understands, you know, what they're going through. Um, so um, one of the impetuses behind uh, launching this program for ACB Diabetics in Action was based on my personal experience with the quote unquote share the vision model, which is that peer to peer support model Liz has been talking about. So it's a very effective model, both for the mentor and the mentee. And um, I can't overstate the critical role that Liz will play in running this program uh, with the board support and my support, of course. But uh, it is probably one of the most effective models I've ever seen work. Um, and uh, there's, there's 
nothing like talking to somebody uh, as a peer to say, you know, I really have a tough time with this, that, or whatever. And, you know, can you help me out? Give me some insights. So we get a lot of questions on our list um, from people that are trying to use the Prodigy Voice or other types of blood glucose meters and getting the blood on the strip. And there are a lot of us out here who have a lot of experience doing that. So um, there's the hot topic these days is how do you, if you're a non-insulin dependent type two diabetic, how do you get a continuous glucose monitoring system? It's not, it's not a straight line. Like people think it's very complicated because you have to play the game with the Medicare and Medicaid rules and regulations. Uh, so uh, I, I guess I can't say overstated enough, Liz, that this is such an important thing uh, for me as president. And I think for this organization, as a whole. So um, I'm very indebted for you to you for taking it on to lead this program. And I know you've had to, you know, fight your way through some difficult circumstances over the past year plus. So anyway, um, I hope people have questions. I think you'll find Liz is an amazing resource. And um, I think you'll find that this program, once it gets launched in September, will be an incredible help to those of us that are trying to live better with diabetes and vision loss. We do have another Zoom question for you. Hi, Liz. It's Debbie. Hi, Debbie. So I, I'm, I guess I'm Liz's first mentor. Uh, Ever, really. <laughs> Debbie was my lifesaver. So I, um, I would be interested in, in being a mentor. I am a type 2 diabetic. And... Um, I am on a little bit of medication. Um, I had it under control for many years that I, my A1C was at 5.6. When I was first diagnosed, it was up to 8.3, got it down mostly by diet. Um, But the pandemic struck and so did my diabetes. And um, I'm trying to get it back down now. So since December, when I felt really horrible, it was up to 8.5. I've already got it down to 7.1 and working at it diligently. But um, we'll talk later. That would be great. Thank you, Debbie. And just to let people know how I had said about, you know, the peer mentor program working, you know, via phone, Zoom, in person, email, however you feel comfortable. I actually unofficially worked with Debbie. Um, in getting her Libre system up and running um, several months back when she was first put on it. Um, And it was just an absolutely invigorating experience for me to be able to share that excitement, that uncertainty, that new beginning with her as she started with me um, when I lost my sight. Debbie was the first person I spoke to when I lost my sight um, at the Center for Independent Living, listening to me cry and swear and cry and yell. Um, But she gave me hope. And that's what this program is about, is providing that hope to all those we can. So thank you. Yes, we have area code 619 ending in 684. Okay. Um presentation was very touching. I find myself a little overwhelmed. Long time I felt, um, I was diagnosed 20 years ago and um, I went from like a 10 to a 5.1 5. 5. 
a very short time. I had to find my own diabetic group support at that time. The doctor didn't refer me. So um, for a long time now, I've been uh, just feeling so alone. And the issue with being alone is that, um, you know, this is very trite, but two heads are always better than one. And the problem-solving aspect of that can be really um, very, very overwhelming and scary so that you almost give up. And so I can't wait. I hope you'll tell us what the steps are going to be to get in touch with you and get in the program. Also, I'm thinking, in my case, um, six years ago, I didn't need to be on insulin, but I said, let me do a trial run. And so I went met with some medical professionals, and, uh, you know, I showed them how I could. I used the Prodigy for that day. It was good. <laughs> but um, I, so I, I basically feel, I hope, I felt that they told me something like, well, if you ever need diabetes, we can give you one hour of our time. But I wonder if, because I'm slightly slower, because I have some problems with my hands and, you know, my eyesight, will they give up on me? And if they give up on me, what does that mean for my independence? So I'm hoping this is a really, sounds like a really well-designed program. And I'm hoping you can also perhaps recruit some medical professionals just so they can see that it can be done. You can be totally blind, because I've met several people, even in San Diego. You can be totally blind and deal with your diabetes, whereas some of them might doubt that. And that's all I have to say right now. Thank you. Wonderful presentation. Thank you so much. <laughs> Becky, do you want to give out um, the ACBDA email address so that if people are interested in getting in touch with me, they can I, email the group and you can get that out? Sure, sure. So um, if you are interested in this email address works for a lot of different things. Um, first of all, if you're interested in becoming a member or want information about ACB Diabetics in Action, then you can send an email. If you want information about how to reach Liz or you have a question that you have for Liz, um, you can use this same email address. Um, and that email address, it's really easy to remember. ACBDA, which is ACB Diabetics in Action. So it's ACBDAORG at gmail.com. Um, and then what will happen is that email will get forwarded to Liz or whoever um, you are trying to reach with your email. Um, Liz, what are the guidelines to becoming a mentor or a mentee? Well, in terms of becoming a mentor, um, the guidelines is you need to know something about something. <laughs> and I know that might sound silly, but, you know, think about it. You know, maybe someone is not diabetic, but knows, you know, ways that they've interacted with individuals who are diabetic, maybe family or friend and things that they've done to help. Um, maybe you're a type two and you've been type two for 30 years or you've been type two for one year, but you've learned tips and tricks along the way that makes testing your sugar with the prodigy a little easier or ways of lowering your A1C through diet and doctor recommendations. And you want to share that knowledge. That's, that's wonderful. You know, as long as you're willing to be an accountability partner, um, just being standing by someone's side, letting them know they're not alone, that would qualify you to be a mentor. 
um, the desire to want to make a difference. If you're, if you're not looking to make a difference in someone else's life, then this probably isn't the program for you because this is about working with other people and letting them know in many ways, shapes, and forms that they are supported, encouraged, and empowered in their life with diabetes and sight loss combined. Um, to be a mentor, do you want to learn something new? Are you not very experienced in something? Um, in any aspect, diabetes related, um, or along the terms of sight loss and diabetes, what would you like to learn more about? You know, do you need tips and tricks? Do you need, you know, suggestions on physical visual aids, so to speak, that you can touch to figure out how much half a cup is of something? You know, we have people of all different experiences as mentors and all different desires as a mentee. And just for conversation purposes, I will share. I am both a mentor and a mentee um, because even those of us who are experienced need support. Even those people who have those, um, the knowledge and the control, their diabetes may be excellently controlled right now, but that doesn't mean that they don't struggle to keep it that way. And I happen to be one of those people. You know, my A1C two and a half years ago was a 14.9 when I went on my pump and my my Dexcom. And within six months, I was at a 4.9. And I've been running steady at a 6.0 for about a year and a half. So it's, you know, it doesn't, just because I have good control doesn't mean it's easy for me. I have every, every rough time just like everybody else. So I need a mentor as well to keep me going and encouraging me in those times. Excuse me. Um, So those are the basic guidelines. Do you want to make a difference? And do you need your voice to be heard? This is Tom again, just to add to your comments. Um, Again, all of us are on a personal journey with this thing, living with diabetes and vision impairment. And, um, you know, I've been around a little longer than Liz and I uh, have seen plenty of things in my years. But one thing I've noticed is that, you know, diabetes is a day-to-day chronic struggle, right? We all have to deal with it and um, or that we'll live with it anyway. And so you may <laughs> be in the audience saying, well, that's not really for me, but you never know. It might be a month, two months, three months or down the road. You never know because if I've learned anything in my years living with this disease, um, it can be a real day-to-day emotional struggle. Um, so people talk about the physical aspects of maintaining good control as you were describing your journey to get under better control is. But um, along with that physical control of getting your blood sugars where you want them and losing weight and all that stuff, it's a really can play an emotional toll on those of us that live with it because you never, you can't say, okay, I'm going to take on a vacation. Yep, that doesn't work. You got to live with it every day. And that can get very wearing and very old. Um, So having the ability to pick up the phone or shoot an email or a text or whatever and say, you know, having a tough day, need some help, um, I think is really a great way to support each other. Um, So I, um, you know, some of you in the audience may be saying, man, that's not for me today. But I would encourage you, I think Liz would agree, to keep an open mind and to think about the day when you might need somebody that you can pick up the phone and talk to and 
provide you with some some peer support. So, recording in progress. Thank God. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I just think you know, it, it, you just you can't turn it on and turn it off. We all have to live with it every day, and so I, I really believe this model and this uh, program that Liz will be uh, spearheading is really going to be helpful to people in our community. So. Okay, this is Patricia. Hi, Liz. It's going to be a wonderful program. Um, I have a question. I think I know how you will answer it, but it might be a good, you know, comment or discussion point. Um, Since, you know, all of us are different. And so, you know, even though like you and I both are on tandem pumps, our experiences are still different. Um, So let's say you're talking with someone and they have a question that um, deals with, say, like, I've never used the Libre. So I'm I'm no expert on how to talk with people about that. So I'm thinking then if maybe a person I'm talking with um, wants more information about that, then I probably would email you back and say, okay, I can't answer all these questions for this person, then you could maybe refer them on to another mentor or, you know, kind of connect us all together at some point for specific answers. That is an excellent point. And yes, I would love you guys to imagine this as a spider web. Um, I am the center contact point, not the most important point of the spider web. The connections are the importance of the spider web but we're all going to be interconnected somehow. Um, so if one person is working with, as a men- with a mentee, okay, so let's say I'm the mentee, Patricia, you're my mentor. Um, I want to know more. You're going to reach out to Liz and Liz will say, okay, I'm going to get in touch with your mentee, speak with them directly, find out a little more about what they need and what they're interested in and pair them with another mentor. And then at that point, they would have a choice. Do they want to continue working with you as well and have two mentors or just move on to the next one? So, but we're all still keeping those connections, making those connections and um, helping one another out in whatever ways we can. Does that answer your question? Yep. That's what I kind of figured the way it would work. Good though. Yeah, because I mean, none of us are going to know all the answers because we're we're peer mentors. We're not, you know, professionals. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. going to be lots of questions that, you know, we're going to take a little bit more deep dive to find another person that might have the answer. Yes. And along those lines, I do want to add that none of us are medical professionals. None of us are part of your personal care team, so to speak. Um, we're in your personal we have your back personally, um, but we are not medical professionals. So any exact medical recommendations or advice or diet changes, anything like that, that all needs to be run by your regular um, medical team and professional team um, before implementing anything. So it's great to get ideas from your peer mentors and your peer mentees. But before initiating any change that has to do with your diabetes, you do want to check with your medical team to make sure that that would work for your personal circumstances, because everybody's case is completely different. Area code 619. Hi, this is Ginny again. I just had a follow-up. Yes, I was also thinking that perhaps people might need one or more 
um, men mentors. Um, in my situation, for example, I'm, I might need someone either to refer me to a resource um, as I learn to use the um, iPhone to help me if I, with my blood sugar, if I get, uh, you know, that one might be helpful down the road. And then also I would just like to, like to point out that you've made a really good um, case for, um, you know, what we're, our mission is really to be our most optimal. And like in my situation, you know, just a little bit of encouragement helps me chase after the resources I need. Um, and, you know, for example, I have my degree too in psychology and uh, journalism and sometimes, you know, and I have been to um, a group uh, in San Diego with something called diabetes, um, emotional side of diabetes. And I have been to a cognitive behavioral group. So all, because apparently depression can really be a part of diabetes. But in my own case, I'm far from a perfect diabetic, very far. But there are some a few things that even I have strength in, like nutrition. I've taken a lot of classes in nutrition. And so I think you've made a really good case where you don't have to be a perfect diabetic to be an effective mentor. And thanks again for your presentation. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Jeannie. One thing I will add is, you know, through this program of the peer mentor relations, and I, I did mention this before, um, it's really important to remember that we're not just here to support each other through diabetes and sight loss. Those are just our common, excuse me, our common connecting links. Um, everybody needs life support in general and things that happen in our everyday lives can affect our diabetes significantly. For example, stress, um, anxiety, depression, just to name a few. And, you know, I, I share this because as I shared and um, President Tobin shared, you know, I have gone through a significant amount the last few months. And just the support that I've received from my ACBDA family has really picked my head up and really kept me moving forward in a positive direction. You know, a lot of times we feel like we're stagnant or we're stuck or, you know, we're in this, this dark period and we just don't know how to get out. And it's important to be reminded that in these tough times, you know, that's when we're growing, that's when we're changing. And it takes a village you know, to make that happen. And I'm sure many of you have heard the phrase that, you know, a caterpillar doesn't know that it's going to turn into a butterfly. It goes into this darkness of alone and, you know, this chrysalis of being singled out for so long in the dark, not knowing what's going to come. And they come out a beautiful butterfly. And that's what our journey is all about. It's all about this growth and expansion of ourselves as we strive to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be not perfect people, but people that make a difference in other people's lives and shine brightly for other people to see. And if you believe in yourself, you can believe in other people too. And that's where the difference comes in. <laughs> Eric code six, one, four ending in six, eight, nine. Hi. Um, my name is Shirley. I've communicated with you a couple times uh, briefly on uh, email, but um, I wanted to know, and maybe you've addressed this, it's possible that I've missed it, but um, 
for those people who decide to to be um, mentors, are you looking at all um, in having, um, you know, some kind of meetings where um, those people would get together every so often, like maybe once a month or once every couple months or something to be able to um, talk on Zoom and compare notes or ask questions or whatever. I mean, you know, we don't have to talk about specific people, obviously, that we've been communicating with, but I don't know if that's something you've looked at, but I think that would be helpful, especially, um, you know, if we're going to be new at this and, you know, it'd be nice to get a little bit of uh, encouragement or helpful hints from other people. Absolutely. That's an excellent question, Shirley. And that is something that I am um, strongly going to be doing. Uh, I feel very, I, I feel very strongly. I'm getting my words mixed around here. My apologies. Um, I feel very strongly about having that happen. And I think um, a once a month phone call for about a half hour, 45 minutes or a Zoom um, would be a great way to have everybody together to discuss, you know, this is what's going on. You know, what are our concerns as a whole? You know, do we have anything that can benefit one another? And in my meetings with um, the matches specifically, because I will be touching base every two weeks to one month with them, I can also send out a group email to all of the mentors at one time saying, okay, these are the concerns that we're getting. What do people have for feedback in the meantime? Um, or be prepared to, to consider talking about this at our next um, touch base phone call. So yes, it is something that I am, I am planning on doing. In supporting one another, I think, you know, especially for those who are new at the mentor, um, mentor, I guess, position or role. Um, Shirley did bring up a good point that, you know, they will need encouragement too. And that goes back to my original point is everybody needs support. Everybody needs that encouragement from time to time, no matter what, what battles they're facing in life or what obstacles they may be trying to overcome uh, or just what life they're living you know, that extra support and encouragement is helpful. So we want to be sure to be there um, for everyone and in their needs the best that we are able. And we'll try to, you know, respond in the most timely fashion. Um, but please understand that we have lives too, and we're, we're working the best we can to get back to you as soon as, as soon as we are able. Debbie? Hi, Liz, it's Debbie again. Hi, Debbie. Uh so you said that, um, you know, it's going to be delayed a little bit because of going for your guide dog. Um, when are you planning to do the preliminary stuff, the launching, questioning, ask, you know, um, you know, I, I guess you're going to get uh, like have a, a form or something for everybody to fill out or just give you information. Are you starting well, that when you get back or are you going to have it? No, what I think it beforehand. What I've been doing is anyone who's been interested in the program, I've been having them email me. Um, like Becky had mentioned near the beginning, you would email ACB 
D-A-O-R-G at gmail.com. Let them know that you're interested in getting in touch with me about the Mentor Relations Program, and they will forward you my personal information, but you have my email address. (laughs) So just email me. (laughs) Um, And uh, then I can get you more information about the specific role you're looking to fill, as well as a little questionnaire for you to answer for me to um, begin the matching process. So you can do that whenever you would like. I'm just letting everybody know that from July 18th to at least August 4th, if not a few days after, I will not be responding most likely because I will be in class. Oh, you will. Um, (laughs) I'll still try. (laughs) And somebody else better talk to her because otherwise she will start singing. (laughs) Thank you, Debbie. But I, I, I want to encourage people that if you're interested in, in talking with Liz more, um, feel free to email her. Um, just so you are aware, I am the one that gets the email that goes to that ACBDA box. Um, and so I, I'll know what to do with it. And I will forward it on to Liz. Um, again, that email is ACBDAORG at gmail.com. Um, if you're interested in joining ACB Diabetics, dues are ten dollars, um, and I can help um, get you going on that. Um, I guess, Liz, do you have any closing remarks that you'd like to make? I just want to thank everybody first of all for taking the time to come out and listen um, to this this presentation. I'm assuming that since there weren't so many questions that maybe I covered everything very thoroughly, or maybe people just aren't that interested, but I'm going with the first one. Um, But this really is a joy for me to talk about um, this program that I am super passionate about and hoping that it will be a huge success for ACBDA. Um, And Becky and Monica, thank you so much for facilitating and hosting. You've been wonderful. You're welcome. I'd like to give you the ending CEU code, if I may. Yes, please. Okay. The ending CEU code is 97963. Again, the ending CEU code is 97963. Thank you again, Monica, for being our host and for Jeff for streaming it on ACB Media. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, whether it was here in the Zoom, in the Hilton Room, or on ACB Media. Um, We really appreciate that you have joined us and hope that you um, will contact with us with any information or questions. Have a great night, everybody.